Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. All right, so today, the focus of tonight is to support, learn how to support yourself through uncomfortable feelings. And it's something that, you know, it's one thing to know that you're going to experience uncomfortable feelings or negative emotions, I'll call it probably lots of different things, but you, you intellectually know that this will happen. And then when they show up in your life, when you are presented with things that cause uncomfortable emotions, you tend to, at least at first, really resist them and then beat yourself up. And we're going to talk about all the phases of this process before you can actually get rid of that and kind of go about your day. (laughs) Um, So what happens first is, I don't know if I have like a number of phases, I don't know, I have it all in an outline form, but the first part of it usually for most of us is when brain does not want to experience this negative emotion brain is like i'm bailing like this sucks i don't want to feel sadness i don't want to feel fear i don't want to feel anger well anger might be one that's kind of in the middle because it's actually higher energy but i don't want to feel shame shame's a big one anytime brain senses that you're going in that direction it's like Ooh, let's let's veer off to the side we're going to detour around that and maybe go through anger because anger feels better than all of those things right so brain says bail tries to distract you it does not want to experience this negative feeling and that is totally and completely normal we have been conditioned to believe that these negative feelings are bad and i know we've talked about that before but it's it can be as simple as not like being told you shouldn't cry, you know, those sorts of things. Don't feel these negative things. I want you to feel happy. And we do that for parents, caregivers, spouses, our kids, even like we put, we put on a, on a happy face. So our kids don't see that we're experiencing negative emotions. And we try to ignore that those are, that they're even a thing, but that resistance causes tension in the body and it gets stored in the body. It causes lots of issues. Um, Massage therapists are great at telling you how much stress you have. (laughs) I know mine once um, asked me if I had been in an accident and I was like, nope. He's like, oh, okay, that's that's not good because I carry a lot of tension in my shoulders and Apparently I had enough tension for him to literally ask me if I had been in a car accident. So that's good. He worked it all out. It was great. Would recommend. Um, anyway, so the, the kind of the one thing that happens along with resistance is self-criticism. So sometimes when we've done some work, we know that, you know, I don't need to be feeling this. It's all our thoughts because it is our thoughts causing the resistance, right? It's just, sometimes we're not conscious of those things, but there's self-criticism. The I've let myself down. I've let somebody else down. I've, you know, I know better than this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. There's no reason for me to feel this way, right? I've been through this before. I understand why it's happening 
happening? Why am I still mad? Why am I still shame, ashamed of this? Why am I still, you know, all of those things. And that is kind of a default, like tribal mentality of the, like, I need to conform to what society thinks should be happening, right? So I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to let anybody know that I'm feeling these negative emotions. So I'm going to beat myself up to push myself into a different action, right? Which we know doesn't work long-term. It works short-term, but then it gets exhausting and you just start to be a real jerk to yourself and nobody wants to listen to their own head like that. And you can have issues spending time alone because it's you and your own brain and causes lots of depression a lot of the time. But self-criticism is one of the major things that happens with this initial resistance. Another one is blame. So if it's not, if it's not blaming yourself, which is kind of self-criticism, it's blaming outward world, blaming somebody. It's their fault that I'm feeling this way. Why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this to me? You know, bad things always happen to me. Woe is me, you know, victim mentality. If something had been different, I wouldn't be feeling this way. It's not my fault. Like all these thoughts can come up to try to turn your negative emotion to, to like turn that blame outward. It's like, it's not me causing this negative emotion. It's something outside of me that I can't control and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Which we know is not true because we can dive in with curiosity and find out what brain is telling us to believe these sorts of things, but it, it releases the accountability from yourself and then you don't have to do anything to change because that's uncomfortable, right? But if somebody else would do something differently, then I wouldn't be experiencing this, right? It's kind of selfish. It's kind of, but, but again, it's one of those default things that happens to a lot of people, right? Another thing that happens along with this resistance is indulgence. So aren't people just awful? Everyone treats me like this. Bad things always happen to me. I kind of said a couple of those things with the blame, but we indulge in this, like almost to the point where it feels good to like gossip about how terrible other people are, right? And how much of a victim I am. And it's this indulgence phase that kind of feeds our ego and it's really not helpful really. <laughs> but yeah, so there's resistance that goes hand in hand with self-criticism and blame and indulgence, right? So once we start to bring awareness to what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're feeling and reconnecting with our body, that's sort of step two. So we start to slip into observer mode. And sometimes it starts out at first happening after the fact and kind of looking back. So after you experience some negative emotion and you go through all these phases, then you start to bring awareness and you look back and you say, okay, what was it that caused it? Try to go in without that judgment and that self-criticism because it's so easy to do like, oh, I can see how it would have been different. It's all, how, why am I so stupid? You know, all this whole mon mantra that we have basically, but going into awareness. So slipping into observer mode, being aware that you were resistant, right? Noticing what's happening in your body. A lot of times that's tension. A lot of times that's like physical resistance happening in your muscles. So you're tensing up, you're not resting, you're not um, able to just relax. Bringing awareness is the first step. And then once you get good at 
looking back at it, you can kind of start to shorten that time into being able to be aware in real time. And then there's this phase where you're aware, but you're not doing anything about it. And then self-criticism can step right back in, right? So this is a very tricky road to go down. But once awareness is there in real time, then we can slip into acceptance and surrender. So, okay, instead of resisting what this is, being aware that I'm resisting, I'm going to consciously let go of that resistance and open myself up to feeling this shitty feeling, right? So I notice that I'm feeling these things in my body. I'm feeling shame. For me, what shame feels like is this heavy, almost depression, like mini depression. It goes along with actual like clinical depression, but this is like a, a temporary little blip for me of like feeling bad. It's this heavy kind of dark blue, black feeling that is on my chest. It's gripping, it's tight, it's big, right? There's this feeling that you can feel and yours might be a little bit different, but knowing that that's what you're feeling and opening yourself up to allowing yourself to feel that way. You can say things to yourself like, this is what I'm feeling, just stating fact, right? These are the vibrations in my body that I am feeling. It's okay that I'm feeling this way. And how do we know it's okay? It's because you are feeling this way. Feelings are a normal part of the process of whatever process you're in, whether that's growth or whether that's just daily life, right? Telling yourself feelings are normal. It doesn't always feel like it's normal and right to be feeling all these negative emotions. But when you get into that acceptance and surrender, not like surrender, like give up, I'm just, oh, I'm just done with life, right? That, that sort of surrender, but like surrender to the feeling that you're feeling, like just allow it to completely engulf you if you want. And just know that naming it and experiencing it are some of the easiest ways to control it, even though that feels counterintuitive. A lot of times when, especially when starting out, we go into this whole process thinking, oh my gosh, if I actually admit what I'm feeling, then it's just going to make it true, right? Well, well, in reality, it's already true. You are feeling these things. You're just denying your reality to yourself. You're gaslighting yourself from feeling this emotion. That's not what we want to do. It's not helpful. It doesn't help it process. But when you surrender to it, that's when the processing can start in your body. And even embracing it sometimes, um, it can get to the point where this fear is something that I'm feeling and I'm just going to allow myself to feel this way. I'm going to let it exist in my body for as long as I need to. You might want to slip into curiosity so you can understand what's going on in your body, why this started, and just, like I said, allowing it to exist as long as it needs to, to process, allowing those vibrations, allowing that heavy feeling in your body. And then you can start to play with it. You can start to make it feel worse for yourself. And a lot of times that happens with going back into the self-critical self thoughts or, you know, whatever thoughts it was that was causing you to feel this way and playing with it and making it worse, like making that vibration grow. 
And then once you realize that you can do that, that also means that you can turn the volume down on it as well. So turning it up, turning it down, playing with that in real time is fascinating, first of all. And sometimes you can notice that like when you slip into your body, it kind of disappears. Like, especially if you've done work around this particular emotion, these particular thoughts that you're having, that's when like the second, I actually had my own coaching session. I think it was last week. Um, I was like, I need help processing the shame that I'm feeling because of, I, I, I have a tendency to not want to do that myself for obvious reasons, but it was sort of like, okay, I've done all this work on this. I'm clearly resisting it. Why am I resisting this? I just need to have my coach bring me through this process. And the second I slipped into my body, it went away. And I was like, no, but I feel like I need to be suffering more. Like <laughs> it's not intense enough. Right. Which in reality, my higher self, my prefrontal cortex, my adult brain realized that when I sunk into my body, this wasn't something that I needed to be feeling. I've already done the work. I don't believe the thoughts that are causing this feeling. And I didn't actually need to feel the suffering because I could process it so quickly that it was like gone the second I acknowledged it. And that is pretty good progress coming from me because it used to take me a very long time. Um, but yeah, allowing it to exist, sinking into your body, playing with it, turning up and turning down the, vo the volume of the vibration in your body, letting it process through and it will naturally leave. It's sort of like opening your front door, letting Voldemort come into your front door, walk through your kitchen, walk through your bedroom even, and then slip out the back patio, right? It's sort of this like, all right, this is going to exist. It's going to explore all the rooms in my house until it's happy. And then it can go out the back door, right? And then once we get through the processing, we start to feel better. We start to feel our vibration pick back up to normal, right? We come to neutral. And this, this feeling of neutrality comes, this feeling of calm. Like I said, the feelings start to lift. You can actually get to be to the point where you're proud of yourself for having embraced your emotions, having survived them, right? Like I proved that I can, I can, and it, it actually is, your brain is trying to tell you that you're not going to survive this most of the time when you start out. It's like, I got to resist this. This is scary. I don't want to feel this. This means death, right? In some way, shape or form. So whether it's um, being kicked out of the tribe or somebody chasing you, you know, those sorts of things. When it's just emotions and you're not in physical danger, they're always survivable. When you get through it and you're in that neutral place, you're in that calm place, you feel motivated to move forward and like, yeah, I did this. I can do it again. This is awesome. I feel so good now. And then the last step is you forget how much it sucked. <laughs> and then you rinse and repeat. So if you're anything like me, you are absolutely shocked every time it repeats itself, every single time it is as terrible, if not worse, but it gets to the point where you can process it so much faster because you can recognize it. You can name it. You understand that it's just vibrations in your body. And sometimes it takes somebody else pointing out to you that, you know, this is just 
what happens? Like, it's totally normal for you to be feeling this way. I was like, oh, that again, that's weird, right? I thought I was done with this, but it's never really a process that's done if you are a human with human emotions. It's a process that will continue to repeat whether you're trying to go through personal growth or not. Um, it's just something that is a human experience that we can't escape. And whether, <laughs> I hope that doesn't sound too depressing, but it can be something that you can learn to catch. You can learn the little flags that your brain sends up. You can learn the cues of like, oh, I'm thinking about this now. Here comes all of the fear, right? Here comes all of the anguish. And choosing to just take the suffering off of the top of it will allow you to process it again, so much faster and get through it. And then you get to the work of doing what you want to actually do with your life, moving forward with your life, growing in different ways and thriving. Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one -on -one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.